0: hey guys welcome back to the more than sports podcast with your host mr barrage and we have a lot to cover today and we got hit with a copyright strike which i was notified earlier today so we will not be hearing low uzi Vert's slow down version of that song that i used to play in the beginning or still Dre beat because they've hit me with a copyright strike and they're like you know you can't be doing this anymore you're not big enough yet so I'm going to have to find a new intro, so I will hit you guys with a new intro in the beginning. But anyways, let's get to the show today. So funny thing before I get into uh, what I want to discuss, which was obviously the Dallas Cowboys, the NFL, and the Los Angeles Lakers as the NBA season is around the corner. And me being in Toronto, um, there was a lot of hype about Aaron Judge who uh, just hit his... Uh, home run and he's looking to break the record now so that should be interesting i caught it live haven't watched a baseball game in a minute but before we get into that um earlier today i went to the gym and um i have a habit of not really looking around i really don't like looking at people especially when i'm working out that's just me there's certain people that love looking around but to me no i can't be doing that right and um so this one person comes up to me and they're like hey like are you using the uh, squat rack and i was like yeah and then they're like but your stuff's not there so one of my biggest pet peeves when i'm going to the gym and i think a lot of people might be able to relate or could it just be me being weird i like to take some of my stuff because sometimes people are so unaware of uh what people's belongings are there some people don't even care enough to see what people's belongings are there so what i do is i'm like okay i'm gonna quickly go get water and me having terrible luck what happens is that when i go get water and take my keys and i take my phone i try to rush it i'm like please somebody don't take my bench don't take my bench don't take my squat rack don't take my squat rack i get there taking the water and somebody's already on it so now they're like oh i didn't know you were here and i'm just like yeah that's kind of like my rack um they're like yeah but you didn't have your stuff here so we thought it was open and i'm like Yeah, but I just went to go get water. And I really don't want to explain my story on why I don't leave my stuff there. So can you just please leave me alone? And like, I got like a couple of sets left. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, like, can I work in with you? And it's like, "Mm, he... he, mm." I don't know I'm not the type of person to let people come in working with me but now you've made it super awkward and I don't really want to deal with that but now you're gonna stand there and watch me and I can't really say no so you've put me in a really weird situation and now I can't really focus on my workout I know it's it's more of a me problem I think there's some people that can relate to this but that just happened at the gym today and person came in they smelled disgusting just threw off the entire workout and uh I don't know, man. I don't think I could really be doing that type of stuff. Just like, leave me alone at the gym, please. Like, I'm not talking to you. Like, I just feel like I have good gym rules where I see someone working out. I'm not really going to ask. I guess those people are just don't really care and they come up to you and they'll ask. So I guess I'm the weird one. But anyways, let's get into a show before we went into that side story, because if you can relate, um, I know some people in there can relate. So I'm not alone hopefully but anyways let's get into the uh, nfl talks right you guys all know that i'm a big big dallas cowboys fan and uh my team's kind of had a dilemma not really a dilemma the gm kind of forces it shout out mr jerry jones um obviously if you know you're a cowboys fan or you, uh most people do hate cowboys fans but at the same time we have the f- biggest fan base across the world i was actually at my cousin's house when we were watching the game on sunday not the game of dallas but we were just enjoying football and if our red zone and the bills and miami dolphins were playing which was an amazing game again but uh he was kind of surprised he's like why is it that aaron Rodgers versus tom brady is played on a sunday but the cowboys playing the giants gets to gets gets the monday night the primetime game and then i had to explain it to him because he's kind of new to football and i was like did you know that like dallas is has the biggest fan base so what is the nfl going to do it's a they want to make that moolah so what they what are they going to do they're going to put dallas because you no know, people die hard fans are going to watch and a lot of people hate the cowboys at the same time so what we're going to do is we're going to leave dallas on the monday night game regardless of who they're playing right it does kind of make sense of brady and aaron Rodgers, but again at the same time it's the dallas cowboys and that's what happens when, when you're the number one team and you really don't care about winning super bowls but uh, the that money comes in good i'm kind of joking about that it's kind of been depressing of not being in the super bowl contention for like the last 10 years of me watching my Dallas Cowboys the same story and i don't want to beat the dead horse so i'm not going to repeat that but anyways that's what i was explaining to him and i love giving insight on uh, i guess when people don't know too much it's kind of cool but uh ESPN if you're looking for a reporter right here check out this podcast i'm ready don't have those big words but i'm ready (laughs) but anyways so yeah so the game comes around and uh Cooper Rush plays an amazing game uh one thing that I've observed as a Dallas Cowboys fan so far and I'm a realist fan I don't buy into the hype I remember when Dez Bryant was declining and me all my friends are sitting there watching them play the Eagles I can't remember it was the Giants 2016-2017 when they're coming off of that 13-3 season and Dez was in decline and I could see and a lot of people were blaming Dak Prescott and Dak had like a certain problem at this I guess because he wasn't the best thrower of the ball He tends to Overthrow or underthrow. He isn't the most accurate. He is no Tony Romo And I was kind of like, you know what I'm gonna give Des the benefit of the doubt the first year when he was playing with Dak I'm like yeah He doesn't have his bully Tony Romo because Tony Romo knows where to put the ball and it was a catch That's what I'm relating to Tony Romo just trusted Dez like that, but Dak didn't Dak was more of a safe thrower but anyways, so when I watched that, uh, one thing I've realized with Cooper Cooper Rush or Cooper Kush, what well, some people are calling him, which is kind of funny, is that uh, when I watched him last year against the Vikings, he tended to make mistakes. I think he even had a pick or a couple picks. Even against the Bengals when he started in uh, week two, there's a couple throws the Bengals could have picked off and it could have been a totally different scenario, but... Uh, this week against the Giants and again it's the Giants and the Giants are celebrating I remember I saw like a meme I don't know if it was real or not but the Giants were kind of celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl I could think it's a meme from the Super Bowl but anyways like we're 2-0 and they're like living it up in New York which is kind of crazy to think right that's just when your team's been that bad you get excited I guess right when you're diehard fans like that but anyways uh Cooper Rush had a really really nice throw on my I was watching the game Monday night with my brother and even he's not the biggest uh, Dallas Cowboys fan and he was like Cooper Rush has a really nice touch on the ball he put up I would say at least three four uh, throws where I was like damn like that's a really nice touch on the ball like I didn't see this last year against the Vikings Uh, again with the Vikings he again he he just loves the fourth quarter but I didn't see that touch the throws where it was right in the hands of the receiver Shadow CD Lamb you could have made our boy Cooper Rush look a lot more nicer and give us an uh, even a better case for Cooper Rush to uh have the QB dilemma which I'm going to get into but uh he dropped it but he made up for it which we'll get into later but anyways Cooper Rush is throwing the ball amazing and I was kind of surprised because I've seen Dak throw it like Dak it's hit or miss but I'm I just I can't trust him to be accurate like that like he makes plays but they're kind of weird in a way where like he'll run for the first down or he'll miss a wide open receiver or the ball will be high or his reads are on point i think steve young either said it on monday night football content as well that like cooper rush seems to go through his reads better than dak prescott which again as a da- dallas Cowboys fan, i agree with because i keep it real i'm like okay it makes sense i, I can totally see that because dak either tends to hold on the ball and pat it for too long and then like you just he makes a terrible decision where he gets picked, or he's close to getting picked, or the it just misses receiver. Like the the timing between Dak and his receivers versus Cooper Rush, who has very limited experience with the unit, one seems to be the timing is a lot better with Cooper Rush than it is with Dak Prescott, which doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, he played a great game. Uh, CD dropped a beautiful ball by um, Cooper Rush. That was a TD, right? Because a lot of people were saying the defense held their own, and they did, led by Michael Parsons and uh, DeMarcus Lawrence decided to show up, and Trayvon Diggs could have easily had like two, three picks, but uh, just one went through his hands, and the other one he kind of just broke on it a little bit late, and I'm kind of rooting for it because I was playing fantasy and I really needed Dallas's defense to uh, hold their own because if see if they take those two picks to the house and then he got one late and then. I thought Demarcus Lawrence could have stripped a couple balls, but Daniel Jones just turned into, like, Michael Vick all of a sudden. I was like, why aren't we spying this man? We know that he can't throw, but why are we not spying this man? But anyways, they kind of figured that out later. So uh, we get into it. Then Cooper Rush with his boy, Nolan Brown, or Nolan Brown, I think it is. Did They just have the best connection. Like, this guy Brown is looking like... The tier one receiver, like he's like, Who is CD Lamb? You can't even really tell the difference sometimes. I'm like, Is that Nolan Brown or the CD? I think I'm not the only one, like, looking, I'm like, Wait, is that CD or is that Nolan Brown? But, anyways, he had a touchdown in the end zone that he clearly got grabbed, but the referees didn't call it, and the Giants fans were livid when I think that, what was his name? Uh, Sterling Shepard ran into. uh my boy Trayvon Diggs and they were like what the fuck like that was not a penalty what are you guys talking about i was like yeah but what about that penalty in the end zone that was like pretty blatant and you guys didn't call it right so cooper rush potentially had three touchdowns two of them which should have been caught one by cd and the other one should have like was, nolan brown was like open in the end zone but the cb just like tackled him and it's like the refs were like we're not gonna throw a flag. we're not gonna throw the flag <laughs> like i was like okay cool weird right so i think cooper rush has been playing pretty amazing um do we have a quarterback dilemma in dallas i mean i guess the media likes it because that's all they've been talking about like is your Dak prescott be worried about his job and it's like yeah kind of because he's probably like like i didn't really expect cooper rush to be playing at this elite of a level but at the same time he's probably be like yo this is a dub right like i'm i think Dak is truly like a team player and he doesn't really mind cooper rush even getting whatever praises he's getting at the moment because he knows i'm getting paid a lot like i'm dallas's quarterback they can't really like just let me go like that right but at the same time here's my thing i'm like Cooper Rush continues to play. I really want to see him play against the Rams because that'd be a really good game. He's playing the Commanders next, and the Commanders just thought they would put up a battle against the Eagles, but that game was kind of just I was like, okay, we gotta turn this off. Like I can't, I can't. Like the e- Eagles really haven't faced anybody, and I have a bunch of friends who are Eagles fans. And uh, the Commanders is I just I don't think Wince is the guy. I just I don't know what's happening with them. Right, so. I think that should be a pretty easy dub. But then the Cowboys, me and Cowboys, we usually lay an egg against teams that we should win against. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm just kind of hoping that we finally fix this. Because I'm tired of just the games we need to win, we should win. Like, please, God. Football gods, please listen to me. I'm tired of this. We really, really need this game. Like, I don't want this game and the Commanders win. And then it's, it's just it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good. Because I've seen it too many times. Beat the teams we need to beat. Please please right and i think we'll probably get the dub (laughs) hopefully i'm not wrong but yeah so that was the dallas cowboys and uh is cd like a true number one i've been seeing this a lot um he had amari cooper and the cowboys just gave amari cooper for a bag of peanuts and amari cooper is balling in cleveland like i didn't think he was that washed and i just i don't know but maybe dallas didn't want to pay amari like that so they're like you know what cd you're gonna be number one even though I believe Michael Gallup's coming back this week. I have a post ready for Michael Gallup on my Instagram page, so be aware of that. But Gallup is back. So I think CD will have a little bit more of a breathing room where now he doesn't get that same type of coverage because you got to go cover Gallup. And Gallup, if Dak's more accurate, Gallup should, I mean, he had the least like four or five touchdowns he should have had in year one. But Dak Prescott either overthrew him or underthrew him. And again, that comes back to Dak's accuracy. That's something I've never seen improve with him other than the one game I watched against the Bucs opening season last year. And I was like, damn, like Dak's really like pretty accurate. Like, is this what we really got? Like, he's really improved. And then he just goes back to up and down and up and down. And that's what you get with Dak Prescott. And I don't know, I don't really know if we can win with Dak like that, but we'll see. Season's still in pretty high hopes. Uh, Eagles, hopefully they lose and Dallas Cowboys win. And uh, I'm rooting with Cooper Rush because, if Cooper Rush plays well and then Dak comes back, it's a good problem to have because I remember the Eagles when uh, I think it was Kevin Cobb and then uh, Nick Foles was kind of just like killing it during. I can't remember what year it was. It's kind of been old. But uh, the, the Eagles got, I think it was Kiko Alonzo and like three or four first round picks uh, from the Bills at that time because they believed in Kevin Cobb like that. And I was like, yo, that's a pretty good trade. So there's a lot of NFL teams that need starting quarterbacks and cooper rush could start for half those teams and if we can get some very good assets for that i'm down i'm bi- I'm down if we can get that right and that's something that i'm looking forward to and hopefully jerry makes the right plug and uh trade and we don't get finessed like we got fleeced with amari cooper like there's no way amari cooper should be worth a fifth round draft pick are you kidding me we got him for a second then we give i think or a first or a second i don't remember uh vividly what that was but we gave up amari cooper for a fifth time draft pick for a fifth we got fleeced so hard by cleveland it's not even funny and i can't believe the cleveland fleeced us all teams hard to believe but anyways let's get into the lakers so the lakers uh finally were back here um they had their uh i think their media day was on one day or tuesday i can't remember i kind of tuned into it while i was as work and uh said all the right things Russ kind of looks skinnier, and I know a lot of us aren't really kind of interested in Russ like that, but uh, yeah, he got the question asked, like, hey, do you want to be here? Do you think the Lakers want you to be here? Which is kind of a weird question to ask, and I thought Russ would give, like, a really uh, just how Russ gives answers, like, I don't really care if they don't want me here, but I'm going to do what I got to do, right? But he kind of answered it being like, Lakers are buying into you. Do you think the Lakers want you here? I mean, um, whether that they want me here or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, Honestly, my job is to be a professional, show up to work like I've always done. Yeah, so we heard that from Russell Westbrook, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, It is what it is, right? Like, Russ has kind of accepted his fate, and uh, I guess we got to deal with Russell Westbrook. And Palinka came out and was saying, like, we got these two picks, and we got to make the right trade because we kind of effed up on this situation, and we're all in. We're in with LeBron. Like, we're going to use these picks, but we need to get the right deal, which I'm down with 100%. Like, if the rumored trades have been uh, Miles Turner and Buddy healed and then, um, you know, you give up the two picks, and then I think the, the Lakers give Russ and somebody else back, which again is like a pretty good trade. But does that put you over the top in the West? I don't really know. It gives you depth, right? You got Miles Turner, who would probably be starting center. Then you got Buddy Heald, who's a good shooter but anybody that comes to the lakers just seems to fucking wet the bed so i don't really know if that's going to be like an elite situation where you know like even if lebron's kicking it out some of these guys just can't make shots it's just like if you're in la you're starstruck and you're like this the limelight's too big um so i don't know who they could really get like they Kyrie was like the offseason talk but like he's just in a different world like i don't even think nobody wants to deal with that at this moment and then anthony davis comes out just kind of looking forward to and he's like i got a chip on my shoulder like i'm really trying to be dominant which i like to hear from ad looks kind of i guess the same ad like i don't really think too much has changed with him but apparently hey yeah he report came out or i think he said that like his wrist was kind of mangled from last year and he wasn't shooting the best Uh, i kind of believe that because anthony davis is a pretty good shooter and he in the bubble like all i remember is anthony davis in the bubble not missing any jump shots like that's the anthony davis we need we need him in the post. We need him to be dominant. And hes he said he's looking forward to being um, the option one. Like, this is what they're going for now. Like, he's going to be option one, right? Like, I need 80 to, like, get on the block. And, like, I don't even care if he's doing his turnaround. But he needs to shoot, like, at least 20, 25 times and just be dominant. And then I also saw this uh, on the Lakers Reddit post where they have a shirt that says chip. Like, they all said they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Darvin Ham is, like, really like buying into that like hey guys we had a v- i saw you guys you had a very disappointing season last year but defense is going to be the number one thing i think vogel said the same thing last year uh when he took over and the lakers bought in and they had that amazing run and i think it always starts with the defensive end and i guess LeBron was kind of on like cruise control last year because he knew he knew it was like a wash season so he wasn't really like playing his ass off so i think now we got darwin ham we got patrick beverly we got good players that are committed to the defensive end. we got the young bucks in there. Young people, motivated. I think it's going to be a great season for the Lakers. I, I honestly haven't won the Western Conference Finals. I think LeBron kind of knows. And I think Anthony Davis is going to be primed to have a really, really good season this year. And I think a lot of people, like this is my bold prediction for the Lakers, even before it's like the second training camp day. <laughs> but I think Russ is going to fit in perfectly well with the Lakers this year. I think he'll play a lot better. He's going to be accepting of the role. I think he'll respect Darvin Ham a lot more than he ever respected Frank Vogel, which is a huge difference because Vogel didn't really have, I guess, the playing experience like how Darvin Ham did. You got to remember, like, Darvin Ham was on those Pistons teams that even beat the Lakers, which is kind of, like, weird to think. But we also had Ben Wallace in the building. We all know how Ben Wallace is. is like a defensive anchor, hustle. Like, he just hustled. I remember walking Ben the only thing i know about big ben i remember as a young kid we as kids we used to talk about was like this man used to wear headbands on his arms that's how big this dude was and he blocked shack and his defensive intensity was always there and that's something that i guess even Darvin ham having him there like kind of just sets the tone like this is the type of defense we're kind of play. i'm not saying the lakers are going to be the pistons on the defensive end but Darvin ham comes from that system and we could look forward to great things right you always see you got LeBron, and I think LeBron will play like... I think he should be going to point guard. Move Russ to the 2, in my opinion, or move him to the 3. And then you could put Patrick Beverly at the 2. And you got your team again from, I guess, the 2020 championship where... You now you got ADs and you got Brian in the middle, right? I honestly think that team could do damage, but we'll see. There's a lot coming out. We'll see what... The Lakers aren't even done yet, which is crazy to think about, so... We'll see what the Lakers do. I'm I'm hyped for this season though, but uh, basketball season's around the corner. We got my Dallas Cowboys making moves. Kind of expecting disappointment, but you gotta be hopeful because I don't know. I just want to see them win a couple playoffs games and get to the NFC Championship game. And that's not what I'm wishing for. My two bold predictions for this year, or my wishes, is that the Cowboys make it to the NFC Championship game. Somehow, some way, figure it out. I'm tired of being a laughing stuff of the NFL. You make enough money. We get enough national TV media attention. We get all the games on TV. Just do not lose in the first round of the playoffs because it's going to be very, very, very tough. And I know Dallas Cowboys fans are still going to watch them. But if you've been like, for me, I've been watching them since 06 and I've seen the same shit over and over again, it's kind of getting annoying. There comes a point in your life when you're watching a team and you're just like, this team isn't really trying to win a championship like the same mistakes can't be happening i've watched football too long and it's it's tough man there just teams that make it and they don't have the same spotlight but you're the dallas cowboys man this is what comes with being a dallas cowboy we gotta get to that nfc championship and i'm just so hopeful we at least get there I'm tired of these wins man we've won in the last couple of years and we won a playoff game but like that's not it man get to the nfc championship game get over the huddle get over the fucking huddle tired of this shit and then with the lakers let's go man hype for this season Edie says he's all in lebron says he's all in coach says he's all in said he's gonna hold people accountable we got the chip shirts out here looks like la is gonna be back the lakers are coming back which i'm kind of excited for and the nba season should be good around we'll see what the Suns do the west is going to be stacked the warriors are looking to be the warriors clay thompson comes back healthy the east is out there with the nets it's gonna be a fun fun nba season and then the nfl is the nfl and then quickly before we end the podcast shout out to my boy aaron judge haven't really been following baseball to the way i used to when i was younger but uh, the man's making history and uh I guess the reason I kind of stepped away from baseball when I was younger is like everybody was just using like PEDs or steroids and it kind of just like fucks up the game, right? So, I mean, I grew up watching like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Albert Pujols. I'm not saying like, I'm not accusing like all of them, but David Ortiz was one of my favorite players, Manny Ramirez. Like it was kind of fun, like watching all these people, man. But kind of baseball was, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to follow everything. But shout out to Aaron Judge. You got to see that home run live. Just kind of crazy i'm like he's doing it right now he just needs one more to break the record and he's gonna get paid man and he deserves to get paid i love when guys bet them bet on themselves shout out to my boy lamar jackson bet on yourself and like you make the most money like you have to bet on yourself right and uh that's been the podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed And for the first time, I I just unhook my mic and I'm holding it like I'm actually doing an interview where it's like literally in my face. So if it is kind of making like a static noise, I apologize. We're trying something different because when I attached it to my desktop, it it just kept falling and I just couldn't adjust it. So you know what I'm like, I'm going to be a live interviewer and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold it in my face. It might be a little bit too far, but it is what it is. And we're going to make progress and we're going to be doing podcasts a lot more you know what i'm gonna try to do a podcast every single day till the end of october i know i might not fulfill that like to the end but we are gonna try it it, it just i just want to try it right i got the setup that i like that's been your podcast follow me on instagram where i post daily not daily maybe here and there when the post go viral, um, we post highlight clips. We post from like media. I like to edit, and sometimes I get people liking me. Shout out to Jeremy Shockey and Charles Woodson for liking my post. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. I use one of the artist's music, and he's like, "Yo, like, thanks for using it," which was kind of cool. I guess I like, kind of, when you put in the time and the effort, it's kind of cool when people respect you back on it, right? And Jeremy Shockey was always like a player that I watched, Always wanted him to cowboy, the Cowboys, but shout out to Jeremy Shockey for liking my video. That I made a you. amazing catch up with Brian Dawkins in the playoffs. <laughs> so that's been your podcast, guys. Have a great day and have a great night wherever you are. Peace out.